I know it's a, they're like, you don't understand. It's a, we got to bombard the populace with a level of consciousness. So everybody feels like they have to go see it. Like, dude, the people that want to see this movie are going to see it. The other half of the people are these assholes I'm sitting next to in theaters that just walk up and go, what's starting now? One, please. The quiet. Next time, bring a product. Okay. Idiot. Idiot. Holy balls. Are we doing Satan stuff? Pentagram. Pentagram. Devil. Devil. Cindy Lauper, yeah, wasn't she great? We gotta be some real pussy snowflake type people to be upset about stuff in this movie. Why do they make it? Oh, wait, hold on. I guess I better turn Star Trek off. Why do they make it so fucking hard to start a Zoom meeting? I mean, what were you doing? Nothing, I'm just, like, you, have you st- tried starting one? I have not, no. Oh, I mean, I, I, I load up the Zoom app thing, like the program, and then you click it, and it takes you to a website, and then it ta- says, do you want to open the Zoom application? Like, yes. Oh, yes, 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 yeah, back, I've had to go through that stuff. Back yeah. and forth, and back and forth, and every time. No meetings scheduled. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yep, it's, I think, just one of those things where you get what you pay for. Yeah, ain't that the truth. Oh, well. I mean, I was working it up on the laptop that came back to life, and then it said, said, can't start a meeting, so try restarting your computer. Now it looks like it's doing updates of some sort. That thing is just Done. done. Good luck, little guy. I just set him over there in the corner and let him go. Yay! Movie Freaks. This is a new... I gotta take this for one sec. Hello, this is Eric. Oh, here we go. Yep, here we go. So this episode of Movie Freaks is brought to you by Monkey Sports Recovery Bomb. You can find uh, their great products online at monkeysportstape.com or other... other, Fine locations that um, do jujitsu and martial arts. Uh, I've been smearing this stuff all over my knee and my back and my every sort of ailment. And you know what? It actually works. It works uh, pretty good. It's not. It's not that cheap. This tiny little uh, container that I got literally was thirty dollars and totally worth it. I've got so many ailments that I have right now and um lucky for me i've got monkey sports so there you go for all your ailments and your getting old recovery bomb there is a that's that's our official commercial of the episode oh he's off the phone thank god i hate his phone oh hello hey you're back you're not bitching without me are you (laughs) no i did i I had, had a little advertisement that i that I did. I was like, oh, this is a perfect time to do a little commercial. Oh, what for? A plug. Oh, you'll find out when you listen oh, back. Oh, you son of a bitch. Then I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just my my office smells a bit like Ben Gay or something similar to it. <laughs> perfect. The, oh, that's the, a, the, that was a new guy that I just was doing work stuff and I just sent him a message uh, right before we started. And he's like, oh, I got to take this. I've never talked to the guy. So... Fun, fun. 
Yay! Oh, the move has begun at work. And holy shit, is it chaos. I mean, absolute chaos. Oh, oh we, you're talking about... The big move. Yeah. Like, we moved... We built a new building, and the we're moving three different shops worth of equipment into it, and it's just, like, absolute chaos. But they haven't asked me oh, yeah. to come help yet. I said I'm willing, but uh, they're not asking everybody to help. They, they thought they were going to do it all in one day this, this Saturday, and then they were like, hmm, COVID stuff. Maybe we shouldn't get 65 people all together at the same time. Uh, so, yeah, they had said that not everybody is going to be helping us. I was like, okay, well, I haven't heard any message back, so. So is this kind of like a... Amish barn racing where everybody gets together at 5.30 a.m. and That was the original intention, yeah. <laughs> bologna and cheese all day long and... <laughs> well, no. My company would, would have good food there. <laughs> but anyway. So, yeah, it's a little bit of chaos. And, and two new guys start next week that I gotta do orientation and training on, and so it's just, like, getting all that set up, and... Uh, nobody's gonna have... be in the right offices, because the office building isn't finished part of it, but... Uh, it's just chaos. So I'm going to be going in probably tomorrow and maybe another day this week and then next week a couple of days. First time since April, pretty much. Wow. Yeah. You like that? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And there goes my wife with the boys to get the car washed because she somehow got a free car wash coupon. Uh, and I could have the door open and have good internet and nice cool air. But the two fat demons that live with us won't let me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, and the one of them is sick with the cold, with a cat cold. So sneezing over everything, everything, just little, little, uh, just little demon mist. Well, they demon. They, I think they showed that dogs can get the COVID. So oh, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if these damn things have COVID. Yeah, and all, it would be all, my luck that I would get it from them. All the quarantining you've done, and you're going to get it from the fucking cats. <laughs> oh, stupid. F Oh, and I just come upstairs, just snot, just gushing out my nose in the morning after a workout or whatever, and just pissed every morning, just pissed. Oh, dude, I was so stuffed up. The allergy account today has to be through the, just out the ceiling. And I read a report that said um, pollen counts are progressively getting worse every year. And I got up this morning, just both, both sinus, both nostrils. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Just nothing. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, inst this morning, instead of, like, like, a glass of orange juice, I was just drinking a glass of snot. I mean, just, just rolling down my throat. It just, it was... Oh. And, I mean, no one really talks to me. It's to the point now where everybody knows, just, just leave Dad alone for a little bit in the morning because he's usually pissed off at the cats because of the allergies. So, it's just, it's very quiet. I actually, this morning, I almost texted you, like, it's just, you can hear a pin drop in here, and it's because of me. But you know what? Fuck those cats. <laughs> if they're not willing to get rid of them, then enjoy a really grumpy papa in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that was the other, speaking of allergic reactions, that was the other thing that I got to deal with. I was trying to take down this ratty old basketball hoop um, that's been at our house since I, the 70s. I don't know. So I'm up a rickety 10-foot ladder and trying to hacksaw the bits off it because it's so old it's completely rusted to the pole and the nuts are completely rusted gone the threads are completely rusted gone there's no way you'd be able to turn them so i'm hacksawing Ugh. away and hacksawing away and 
get through the first one. I'm like, oh, that sucked. Start working on the second one, and I'm halfway through, and my blade breaks. Oh, fucking great. So I go get, like, hammers and crowbars. Maybe I could just snap it. This one lone wasp kind of flies around, and I'm like, there's no nest up here for you to protect. There's nothing up here. I just did the roof of my garage last Saturday. Got attacked by two nests worth of wasps. I mean, I was doing barrel rolls on the roof trying to get away from them because I'm allergic. Not like deathly allergic that I'll go, my throat will close up or anaphylactic shock or anything, but I still, I am allergic as hell. Uh, this one wasp won't leave me alone. Some kind of swatting it with a crowbar or whatever, and I go down to get some other tool, and I come climb back up, and I guess it decided it had enough of my shit, and it just dive-bombed <laughs> right, nailed me right here in the forehead. And then as I was freaking out trying to get off the ladder, it nailed my hand as well. Oh, by, the, by evening, my eyeball, I, I was like this. I, I couldn't almost, it was work to keep my eye open at all. And that was from uh. a sting way up here in my forehead, and I was swelled all the way down here below my mouth. Like, that's how bad I'm allergic to them. And my hand, too, I mean, it swelled up till my knuckles were inverted, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, if you straighten your hand out, your your knuckles were actually dense in the fat. Uh, it's just like, son of a bitch. And, and, you know, people tell me that, Oh, bumblebees, they don't sting you, or they're not poisonous or nothing. Bull fucking shit, because one time when I was a teenager, I stepped on one, and my foot swelled up so bad that my toes stuck straight out. Like, I couldn't bend them at all at any knuckle. They all straight out. So even a freaking bumblebee... I, mm, I love summer, I love summer, I love summer so much, it's great. Fuck it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are you allergic to bees at all? No, I mean, I mean, if I get stung, I, I pretty much the same. I get it, it, inf- it inflates or whatever, but it's not like, it's not like major. I'm in, I'm going to be in trouble. Mm. I think like owning cats. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. Yeah. I'm sure every single cat lover of our show has just abandoned <laughs> us in droves. Yeah. Oh, Missy's got cats. Uh, Speaking of Missy, Tony O'Leary. Oh yes, I wanted to talk about that. Yes, <laughs> uh, go buy her book, Missy Herrera. I've got my copy. I haven't started it yet. I also got another book here the other day because I was using my Amazon creds. Ah, and I have that as well. Thank you very much for my birthday present. No problem, sir. Very cool. I ordered both of them at the same time. Well, it's I had to order them separately because I was putting in two different addresses, obviously. But the one. Uh, it's Bruce Lee's book, by the way. Obviously, guys can't see that, but, uh, fantastic book. I used to own a copy, and then I filled it up with all these notes, and I was pissed off at the condition of it, so I tossed it away, and then I was like, I got some Amazon credit, I should reorder that. Yeah, those are, those were like the first-run editions, and now they're collector's items, and they're $35 or so. I was like, uh. give me a break. So I found a different version of his collected works, and I've flipped through it, it's, it's the same thing, more or less. Uh, I mean, collected works of all his writings. Jeet Kune Do. It's great. It's really good. I've read, I've read it before. Uh, yeah, but I'm looking forward to reading that. I actually I'm on page 126 of Missy's book uh, right now, and I got to say, thus far, uh, and I'm not just saying this because she's our friend and she's a listener. This is a great book. Great book. I know you're shaking your head. You didn't hear a damn word I said. Ah, oh, your connection's unstable. Uh, yeah, it's, it's this is what your your I, side does. It goes. I'm on page one twenty. 
seven minutes these booking is really good and then it catches up and i'm like okay great awesome it's just like all of your information is just trying to cram through one little tiny internet cable line and then it finally gets a little yeah. squeezed off like a hose and then it cuts loose yeah yeah yep that's that's me that's yeah. <sighs> uh well good i'm glad it's good i am planning on starting that here soon i've just uh it's literally like, uh, it's, I, I don't, I, it's unbelievable. Like I'm only on 126 and I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Like this is like, it's just amazing what some people's upbringings are like or their, their, their childhood is like. And this is fascinating. It's really, really good. And I'm not, again, I'm not just saying that because it's one of our listeners, but the book is legit, really, really good. And it's a page turner, man. Like I'm, I was like, oh, I'll just read a little bit here and there just to kind of spread it out. I'm really busy right now. But I every every moment that I have that I'm not either taking care of kids or working on my <clears throat> my Mega Blocks Masters of the Universe uh uh Castle Grayskull set. Oh, okay. I'm nice. reading I'm reading the book. Yeah. So that's actually what's behind me. I'm not sure if you can see it, but uh, it just looks like some green buildings or something. Yeah. But yeah. It's uh three thousand five hundred pieces. Uh, that's kind of my new thing is, is Mega Blocks. It's kind of the, the alternate version of Legos. And they're, they're more difficult. They're not as expensive, but they're more difficult. And once you have them together, it's not like Legos where you take them apart and you, you know, you play with them. It's like, it's kind of like a model type thing. You put it together and then it stays together. Gotcha. So Castle Grayskull and Missy's book. There you go. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to get started reading that. She's got a book signing coming up too. Did you get invited to that? No, where is she going to be? Uh, I don't know if I want to say that on the show, but I'll tell you about it afterwards. Okay, because I would. Uh, I, don't, I just I, mean, I don't it's... know if she would want me to say it on the show. Overwhelm, okay. overwhelm them with our three listeners. No, I'm just because <laughs> <laughs> I actually I thought about that. I'm like, you know, we, I we know her. I wouldn't mind her signing this. And it's I don't know. It's it's cool that I'm reading a book from someone from Berlin, Ohio, and it's not a conservative religious book or a businessy self-helpy type thing it's this is this is like i'm reading it you know what i'm thinking i'm thinking this would make a damn good movie or a damn good netflix miniseries so all you netflix execs out there that listen to our show and i know you've i know we've got probably about five or six of them this could be a a winner for you yeah (laughs) we always joke about that but we do have closer to we have several hundred actually (laughs) listeners yeah. How cool would that be, though, if... I Seriously, when you read the book, I, my mind always goes to movies or, you know, like, oh, yeah. high-quality miniseries. And so reading this book, I'm like, oh, man, I could just... I can imagine the camera angles of this certain situation, what's going on right now in the streets of Mexico. And this little six-year-old boy is, you know, hopping onto a bus when he shouldn't be hopping onto a bus. And I'm like, oh, man, this is... You shouldn't be doing that, kid. <laughs> Uh, okay, I also wanted to mention TJ's new album called Requiem from In the Kingdom of Nightmares. I got to listen to it this week. He sent me digital copy of it, which I accepted, uh, how do I put it? Not regretfully, but um, hesitantly, let's put it that way, because I've spent so much time in bands and always everybody's demanding your shit for free. Oh, we're going to promote you. We're going to promote you. And I was like, dude, I can't, as somebody who's been in a band, I can't do that. And he was like, 
pretty much was like, fuck all that. I get it. I totally understand. I respect it. But here. <laughs> so okay. I listened to every track and I reviewed it to him as I went. And holy balls, what an album. Have you? Did you get your download yet? Like you were supposed to, uh, or were you getting it? Yeah, I bought it. Yeah, um, that's what I it's it's not coming out for a bit though, right? Okay, yeah, I think you. Uh, yeah, twenty eighth. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Requiem is the culmination of what in the Kingdom of Nightmares has worked towards since forming in two thousand eight. Engineered, mixed, and mastered by produce, producer Evan Sammons. Uh, fast guitars, ample groove breakdowns, and poignant lyrics combine to form an intricate wall of heaviness. Songs like Denigrate and Ode to Brothers. Uh, offer up a more traditional speed and thrash feel, while Scissors for the Drifter, Plague Bringer, Wolves at the Gate summon an early East Coast metalcore vibe with a modern twist. Requiem offers up something for fans of both traditional and modern metal. It's bound to get stuck in your head and played on repeat. Requiem drops August 28th across all major digital platforms. You can pre-order your copy today uh, in the Kingdom of Nightmares Bandcamp. Judas Priest, dog, you scared the shit out of me. Get down. Um... Yeah, so I just listened to it the other day, and and uh, you know he does—he's uh, right. There are there's definitely songs that are metalcore vibe and thrash and speed, and that stuff tends to go a little more your way than mine a lot of times. Okay. Uh, as to what you like, as opposed to what I like, I like some of that stuff, but not uh, as much. But he—they also—I—I and I got—I've gotten in trouble for doing this before, where I go to a friend's a band show that I'm a friend with and then they always come up and go, what do you think? And dude, I'm telling you, I spent like a decade in different various bands going and doing shows. Let me tell you, I have never once received a bit of criticism. Everything I've done has been fantastic, awesome, amazing. And that's completely bullshit. I, I know that they're not being honest with me because there's no, I know my own stuff. It's not that great. I mean, sure it can rock, yeah. but it's not <laughs> like I'm fucking Pantera or some shit. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I get real annoyed when I have actual mu- musicians that don't give me criticism. And so I, I started just, and I would tell them, look, nobody ever criticized me and that's not helpful. So I will give you my honest opinion if you want it. And they're like, yes, more than once within the next week, that band has broken up <laughs> because I tell them a piece of information and they're like, oh, that's interesting. And then they go, hey, you know, hey, tell that to my guitar player. And then I'll tell them and then, the... yeah, they're done. <laughs> and that's not, Oy. it's just some people can't take criticism. And I always do it very constructively. So bear that in mind when I say this. TJ's stuff, like the that band stuff is not all straight thrash and speed. A lot of times at the end of the song, and this is a criticism I give people all the time, you got to let it breathe. You gotta give it a little break. You gotta have that calm before the storm. Oh my god, dude. At the end of these songs, they do that so well. Oh, they do it so well, where they just, you know, they'll be doing a lot of speed and stuff throughout the song, but then at the end of the song, or towards the end, towards the breakdown part, they cut to halftime. And it's just like, like it just goes slow. And I'm like, yes, that's the part where I'm flipping over my freaking coffee table, and I'm like, let's mosh with the kids or some shit, you know, I go nuts. Uh, so I didn't have to place that criticism to TJ because his band seems to understand that. And, uh, and that's just a personal preference of mine. Uh, you're I, talking like Pantera domination type. Yes. yes. Oh, I love Pantera does it that all the, all the time where they just, and, but, but they do it differently in each song. Like some songs I'm listening to them like, Oh, that's kind of slayer ish. And, or, or they'll have interweaving, 
um, like, cause I have multiple guitar players, so they have inter interweaving kind of lead parts where one's doing one thing, the other's doing the other thing. And it's, it's just sick as hell. Uh, but I listened to the whole album and I kind of, I was just, I, I didn't live tweet it. I, I just had a notepad up and I was writing down my thoughts on each song as it went. And then I just sent that to him and it was all really, I didn't have anything critical to say. I I mean, some of the stuff, uh, some of the riffs are a little thrashery speedy for me, but that's just a personal preference. There was nothing wrong with it being in the song. Yeah. And, and the way that it is mixed and the sound quality is, it's every bit as good as anything else out there these days. It is top notch. So, uh, anyway. High cool. marks for me. I can't wait to listen to the whole album. Yeah. And when it comes out, when I get a, a physical copy of it, I'll probably order one of those too. Just for show. Just for support. And I like to have yeah. a physical copy, motherfuckers. Excellent. Why do I want to have a physical copy? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because things like Google Play just decide to go away one day. Mm-hmm. Mm. Eh, we're just not going to host your music anymore. Sorry it took you two weeks to upload all your music. <laughs> Actually, I was able to transfer it over to... They're moving over to YouTube Music, I guess. I think they're all kind of owned by the same company. And so a couple button clicks, and I was able to transfer our podcast and my whole collection. So it's going to be under whatever their new banner is. I don't even know what it's called. It's Google something else. They're just not calling it Google Play. It's Well, the music side of it's going to YouTube Music, but then there's going to be Google Podcast something or other, and I had to transfer that too, but I'm... God, don't make me jump through more hoops. It's been so long since I've oh, set up no. our stuff at any other website. I, I, I don't even know if I freaking could. Yep. The movie freaks live on, though. Yep. One way or another. Except on YouTube. Except on YouTube. <laughs> no, we are definitely permanently banned from there. <laughs> yes. Yep. Rightly so. Rightly so. We, you know, we... We just took things a little bit too strong on that uh, on that site. Yeah, they're a bit they're a bit more they're a bit more conservative over there. You see? Oh yeah, yeah. You can't find any tits or boobs or nothing. There's nothing over there that's questionable. <laughs> the only thing they, copyright infringement stuff. Yeah, nothing copyright infringement Dude, at all. The only thing they ban is the truth about uh, serums and stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's where all the yep. that's where all the big medical news gets gets put on. Yep, gets dropped on the YouTube. It's <laughs> the hard truth, folks. <laughs> it's might, out there. You might not want to hear it, but here it is. Yep, but here it is. Quick from, before from, it gets banned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, movie freaks gets banned. You jackasses. That's what get banned no. from YouTube. And it was from it was for Terminator Two, if I remember correctly, right? Yes, I. <laughs> there was a 15 second clip. Yep. And uh, right at the beginning. How dare us? How dare? How dare? I actually, I think what triggered the robots was the. It was a Guns N' Roses song, playing on the boombox. But I had uh, apparently I had been getting uh, notifications. No, I wasn't getting notifications. I was getting um, flagged for using music in other parts, and it should have been somewhat under fair use, I think, because. It was always a movie that a soundtrack bit from a movie that we talked about in the show, so that's why I had hmm. put that as intro music at the beginning of each episode. Well, that and so I, I went and looked at it, and it was like flag, 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 flag. It was like you never sent me an email about it. I never got any notifications. Like I had to dig and dig and dig through the website to find that I had been getting flagged all this time, and 
the Guns N' Roses one was too far. They're like, that's it. We flagged yeah, you too many that's... times. It's like, I, I don't even know that I was ever getting flagged. Way to go. Yep, man. They nuked our show. And now, to be honest, that was just our training wheels. We had always kind of planned yeah. on that just being our training wheels. But, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but are the ads just getting worse by the day over there? It's oh, like, they're getting, they're, they're so bad. They're so bad. And I, every time they, they pop up, I think, is this because of Trump's stupid ass net neutrality? I just, I feel like somehow Trump's responsible for more commercials on YouTube. It's, it's just become such a huge platform for conspiracy stuff that things are getting millions and millions and millions of hits. And so they're just like, fuck it. Here's some more ads. And you know what? Everybody keeps waiting through them. They're just, it's not going to get better. No. Oh, it's infuriating. I can't get through a Stuckman, a five-minute Stuckman video without two interruptions for God only knows what. Usually it's Hyundai or uh, Home Secure, eh, whatever. Yeah. I don't... Mine are always just garbage, too. Uh, okay. Are you ready for the roulette? Yes. That was a, boy, that's extended bitch sesh yeah, there. That's kind of what we've been doing lately. The first half hour has been this and ads. Yeah, welcome to our ads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our... <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a commercial while you were on the phone, so there you go. Yeah, we're in the first... I can't get through a 20-minute video without three ads. You just had three in 20 minutes, so... <laughs> uh-huh. yep. Ah, well. You get what you pay for, bitches. I'm Eric. Yipper. And I'm Eugene. And here's the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. We are talking about... <laughs> uh, TJ's album and the book, and I did a little spot for some... Eugene's hand lube? Some, yeah, some lube that you smear all over your body. So, <laughs> oh, if you could see your derpy face, just big, just frozen solid on my screen. Oh, just, just mouth, yeah, not, oh. <laughs> I'm going to try and hold this pause whenever you're doing a commercial, that, or doing a review or something, that way I just look like a blow-up doll. That's what, because that's how I feel. That's what I'm looking at. Every time... This- yeah, it could be like right now. You, you're just sitting there smiling happily. It could be that. It never is. It's it's <laughs> eyes half closed. Just yep. Yeah. Where's the semen dripping off? The yeah. I know. Yeah. Yep. yep. <sighs> I made the mistake. I guess we're going to continue the bitch sesh real quick here. But I made the mistake. I got to go to this conference once every year. It's like a three day event down in Columbus. Uh, just for my job to get credit points or accreditation points and stuff. And it's relatively painless, but during the sign up, and it didn't happen this year. They just did a, like a, every now and then they did a teleconference schedule where you could just log in and watch it. And I was like, oh my God, do this every year. So I don't have to drive all the hell way down there. I can just sit at home and watch it. And I got every now and then you got to click a button and I get my credit points. It was like, sweet. Uh, but I made the mistake of during registering for it, of clicking on something where, yeah, they can have my email. They gave my email to every single vendor that was going to be at this thing. Uh. A four-day conference. Hundreds of companies. I get so much shit email. Junk. It just, it never stops. It drives me insane. But whatever. Because every time I hear that, I don't know about you, but every time I hear that tone, or even sometimes when it's a text message... Or I hear my phone ring, I'm like, hmm, I get that little bit of anxiety, like, oh, who's this? Like, what's this? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Like, who's calling me? Uh, yeah. Just like when the doorbell rings, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, what? Who? What do you, like, it's going to be, a, it's not going to be a, hey, you won something, here it is. It's going to be. It's not going to be me. We, it's not going to be Eugene. It, you know. Yeah. It's going to be who's soliciting here in the neighborhood or what am I supposed to do? Or, what what inconvenience are you going to to bestow on me? Here's your kid. He wrecked his bike. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Life, folks. We're yeah. irritated by life. <laughs> yes, we are. Leave us alone. Oh, wife, and, <laughs> wife and kids are back. Okay. Perfect. This episode of The Roulette, it is Double World up against Devil's Gate. And I'm up first. Double World is from 2020. It is an hour and 50 minutes long. Action, adventure, fantasy. Bet your ass. Uh, seeing the neighboring country become more and more powerful, a warlord organizes a competition to reveal the best warriors. A young man is eager to bring honor to his clan. Directed by Teddy Chan. And, uh, yeah, uh, we had kind of talked about our predictions for what this might be, Asian fantasy kind of thing, and it'll probably be too long, and yada yada yada, we said, and, and there might be a couple cool special effects, but you know, it probably probably what you're getting. Well, we weren't entirely wrong, but I'm happy to report this was a fucking good movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes, sir. Ah. This is squarely in the top ten for the year, I think. And uh, could I even tell you everything that happened in the movie? No. Eh, they People go somewhere and do some stuff and have to do some challenges, and it's like Ninja Warrior for a bit, and then they go have to go get an egg from a dragon kind of thing, and this was a good movie. And one of the things that made it so good... And this is where I'm giving you a little bit of homework. I'm not telling you that you got to go watch this movie, but there is something that I want you to do, which is I would like you to hit play on it and then just kind of fast forward a little bit until you kind of get to some special effects. You will know what I'm talking about. They are gigantic, sweeping through the whole screen kind of special effects. And then watch that scene. And I want you to do it on your 4K TV because... As we discussed before, in my office here where I watched it, I've got like this 40, 42 inch. It's an older flat screen. It's got a black schmear kind of in the middle. It's 60 hertz refresh rate. Um, And we we talked before about how DVDs still look fine on this, but they don't in the living room. Uh, But when we got to special effects, where there's this giant dragon thing, and stuff like that. I'm, we're talking giant fantasy creatures. I'm not just talking like, oh, it's a little wire work and there's some green screen. I mean, gigantic special effects. This TV, it was eye-popping, 4K-looking insanity. Like, there were times where I just was, I had to get closer to the TV, like, what is going on? That's how much effort they put into the special effects. The digital, and they're clearly digital, but that's how good they look. They look incredible. And there's three or four times throughout the movie, so I would like you to just fast-forward uh, just to find those bits and let me know what they look like on an actual 4K TV, because on this old 1080p, they were astounding. Like I, I have, I can watch stuff. I don't. I, I'm trying to think of another example of something that I've seen that is in amazing effect. That uh, looks. I mean, I don't know, but 1080p uh, looks great on this TV. But this looked next level. I mean, it looked better than the shit that's on my big screen out in the living room. Uh. But I think it's just a credit to how much effort they put into the whatever Digital Effects House did. Yeah, so it was awesome. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. 
especially for a roulette, it was unexpected. Uh, I, I was not expecting quite as much fantasy stuff, and I mean that in a good way. The, the, that dragon thing was so cool. Um, there's this whole fight on this net of chains, and uh, oh, it was so cool. There was some more, oh, there was just, damn, dude. I, 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 shit-eating grin. Unfortunately, it's subtitled, so I couldn't, I had to focus on the thing, or I wouldn't know anything that was going on. Uh, you know, like, sometimes we can, you can kind of just like, oh, okay, do, uh, I'll, well, while you're talking and doing your story, I'm futzing around on my phone, and then, oh, dragon thing and martial arts craziness, now I'm back in. Uh, but, no, I paid attention the whole time, and had to, of course, make a million stops because of the kids and whatnot, but, yeah, damn good movie, and do not be surprised to see that on my top ten of the year roulettes. So, I think that you should... Do that little bit of homework, and then you can make, you can, you know, that'll take you 15 minutes, and then you can decide for yourself if you want to watch the whole thing. Cool. Excellent. Well, that sounds good. I actually, as you were reviewing, I went onto Netflix, and I uh, bumped it to the top of my list. Cool. And over on my end, Devil's Gate from 2017, directed by Clay Staub, starring Sean Ashmore. He would be the... The name. Iceman. Yeah. Uh, and Amanda Shul, I've seen her in some stuff. I know I have. Um, oh, what has she been in? Um, well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so, uh, two cops and, oh, and also, uh, number two from Star Trek, uh, Next Gen. He's in this. Uh, in a, like, he gets a, he gets paid for a day's work. Jonathan Frakes. Number one. No, number two. Did I say number two? <laughs> so I called, I called Jonathan Frakes poop. Um, uh, Devil's Gate. Um, seeking a missing woman in North Dakota, an FBI agent and a sheriff focus on her religious zealot husband, but discover something far more sinister. Uh, um, so there's a good idea in here, um, which I, I'm going to kind of spoil this a little bit. Uh, so... Because it's not very good. Uh, alien abduction type stuff. Alien takeover type stuff. Um, um, the, my biggest problem with the movie is they decided to slap some filter on this thing. It's shot digitally, of course. And it looks almost black and white. Like, almost black and white. It's so washed out. I'm like, what, I'm, what are you trying to achieve here with this look? Because it looks really, 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 really digital, digitized. Um, the, I mean, the alien aspect, uh, the alien effects were pretty good, and there's a couple of kind of gory parts, and like it should work okay, and it kind of does for what it is. But I hated that filter so bad that it was distracting me the entire time I was watching the movie. I'm like, you're you just it made it look cheap. It just made it look like oh you you really had fun in After Effects on this one. Just slapping these filters on your movie, but I don't know. I I hate to say that that's the reason why you shouldn't watch a movie, but man, I would never watch it again. It was so distracting to me. I have the same reaction to uh, when I see filters on people's pictures on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or something like that. Hi, Joni. <laughs> it says knee. That's a knee, isn't it? 
part of the show brought to you by a knee brace. Elbow sleeve, of course. Elbow sleeve. Of course. So, elbow, elbow sleeves. Oh, when you, when you have I need... That's Amazon. Can I open it up? Well, look, at, that was some Chinese-looking writing on the back, wasn't it? Here, well, let me put it on. Yeah. It, it's oh, our, no, this is gonna, this isn't gonna fit. It's our fourth ad. That's pretty tight. Okay. <laughs> I've got some that are pretty tight. Does it say knee or elbow? Oh, it says elbow sleeve. Oh, I gotta return it now. I just keep it as an elbow sleeve then. I don't need an elbow sleeve. Elbow sleeve. I need a knee. Sleeve. Give it a yeah. week, buddy. Give it a week. Yeah. <laughs> what? Because it's coming. Oh, the we're, knee we're doing interruptions. Coming. Do you have a product that you would like to tell us about? No. Come over here and say hi. You came in. It's the Corbin Show, twenty-four hours a day. What's up? Wow, this is just great content, dude. It's not a visual show. You have to speak. What do you want? What's up? It's... Judas, I can't get the guy to shut up. Now I can't get him to talk. She hasn't texted me. I'll let you know if she texts me, okay? okay? I can hear my phone. Okay. Next time, bring a product. Okay. <laughs> nope. Yeah, just go to Walmart. Oh, I need a knee brace. So... Uh, oh, we have like four or five of them around here. No joke. No. She does no, CrossFit. She does CrossFit, and I skated for twenty years. So, oh, if they ever I gotta develop a hip brace, I'll definitely need one of those too. Uh, so I gotta return it now. And anyway, okay, oh, back to the show. It's, 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 now it's a process. Yeah, it's now it's a process, and I gotta go to. Okay, anyway. Oh, don't don't. I hate returning shit. Just sell it on Facebook or something. Yeah, because we're yeah. Cause then you got to pack it back up and do, 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 do. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I almost I'd give it as a gift to somebody. Not me. I've got elbow braces. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. okay so so anyway. Devil's Gate. No yes. good. No. So I mean, so what were you saying? Like that bothers you too? Oh, uh, when people have their have filters on their pictures on social media, and you can every time people, you can tell. You look like a plastic doll. I know. Just Why do they? It. it oh, it's so distracting. It, yeah, it looks awful, and it's the same with movies. Well, we've been complaining about that forever. But uh, what was the? Oh, that one movie that didn't Steve make us watch it? We both watched it just so I wouldn't have to ever talk about it again. And it was slightly colored, but black and white. Stupid people trapped in a train station or something. And similars. The similar. Oh yeah. Honestly, there you go. It was. It wasn't that bad because it was still color. But and I'm trying to think of. I'm sure that there were popular movies out that Saw, okay? Kind of like Saw, the first couple, or the first Saw movie or whatever, where it's just this really, 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 really washed out look. And okay, that worked for Saw back in, what, 2004? Hey, I didn't like it in Traffic. Yeah. Remember Traffic? Yes. Half the movie is yellow and the other half is blue. Way too much. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, it's swing and a miss. It, it could have been good, but... Oh, well. Uh, okay. Next round. Did you, did you figure out if you have seen The Black Room then? That one on um, Amazon Prime? Oh, no, I have not seen that. No. Do you want that one or the other one? Yeah, that, that, that's fine. Now. That one's fine. Okay. Uh, the Hemdales moved into their dream house, but their happy marriage is about to be put to the test as they discover the secret behind the black room in the cellar. Something's living there, a supernatural entity growing stronger every day. That sounds cool. 
Next up, Netflix versus the world on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I was wondering about <laughs> that. Two decades before there was a streaming war, a tiny, broke Silicon Valley company that rented DVDs by mail laid the foundation for a revolution in how the world watches entertainment today. And lastly, Justice League Dark. This popped up on Hoopla, so I was like, well, I'll throw it Eugene's way. Batman assembles a league of mystic heroes, and it's part of that line of animated movies, but you don't have to see the ones that came before it. it it's on its own. I, I think that you would like this one more because it deals with Batman assembles a league of mystic heroes, the likes of Swamp Thing, the Demon, Etrigan, I love Etrigan, and Constantine. I'm going to call him by his right pronunciation, damn it, <laughs> even though nobody else does, to help defeat this magical otherworldly threat. Cool, dark tones, magic-y things, constant. And it's Constantine, the, it's the same guy that played him on the TV show. He does the voice for him, so that's cool. Cool. There you be. I'll try and throw that La La Lorna. You just have that as an alternate, but that I'm looking at that on Rotten Tomatoes because I don't have Shudder. That thing's got a 98%. Certified fresh. Nice. An audience score of 67%. Whatever, you can have all four. I don't give a shit. No. Um, okay. And for you, first up, we have Butt Boy. Uh, there you are. 2019. Comedy sci-fi thriller. Hour and 39 minutes. Detective Fox loves work and alcohol. After going to AA, his sponsor, Chip, becomes the main suspect in his investigation of a missing kid. Fox also starts to believe that people are disappearing up Chip's butt. Hence, Butt Boy. Ah. Ah. Uh, Next up is We Summon the Darkness. Uh, which I have watched, and it is now available on Netflix or my Vudu. And it's a horror music thriller, hour and 31 minutes. Rose, uh, Alexandra Daddario is in this, and it is... Wait, horror music thriller? I mean, I know that metal plays a part in it, but it's not like they're singing or no, something. No, no. It's not like a music. Yeah, I'm just reading off what I am... No, it's... There's... Metal music plays a large part of it, but no, it's not a musical. But right. it is... Uh, it's just... It's cool, and it's one of those movies where I need an opinion from you on. And um, lastly, what keeps you alive? Um, 2018. Surviving to the next Batman movie. That's what keeps me alive. Oh, yeah, me too. And Tenet, I guess. Um, 38 minutes. Horror thriller. Majestic mountains, a still lake, and venomous betrayals engulf a female married couple attempting to celebrate their one-year anniversary. Um, yeah, so there you go. Hey, hey, rated R for violence, including bloody images, language, and brief nudity. Ooh. Yeah, it's a Canadian-produced movie. Ooh. Yeah, hey. so, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I will take We Summon the Darkness. After listening to TJ's album, I'm in the metal mood. Cool. I can't imagine you're not going to enjoy that on a certain level. It was quite fun. I mean, metal, uh, summoning darkness, Alexandra Diodario. I mean, that's... Bing, ding, ding. Yep. Good choice. Uh, And for me, you know what? I'm in the mood for some animation. So Dark League League Justice is what I'll take. (laughs) Idiot. Idiot. (laughs) Ah, <laughs> uh, how's the dyslexia working out? <laughs> oh, cool. 
I, I can't imagine you won't like that either. I mean, it's got Swamp Thing in there. It's part of that animated series that's, uh, I wouldn't say it's hardcore R, but for being so car- cartoony, it just catches me off guard that it is R rated. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that one is, and I mean, they I think they kill people, and I might actually watch it again too, because I've been wanting to rewatch that one, and I really liked it. It's, uh, yeah, so whatever's convenient for you, it's on Hoopla, and it's in my voodoo too. Perfect. Sweet. Oh, it's... The darkness, the darkness, the darkness, the darkness, the darkness, roulette, roulette, Yeah, everything that you threw my way sounds pretty good, but I'm like, ah, you know what, you've been throwing those superhero type cartoons my way for a while, and I'm like, ah, time for me to, time for me to get another one checked off the list. Slowly but surely, I kind of whittle away at them. Yeah, I try not to bombard you with them, but eventually we'll get there. The next one that I'll probably ha- want you to watch is, uh, I think it was Justice League versus Teen Titans. I'll have to go re. I'm pretty sure that was the one, but that was one where it was like, "Holy balls, are we doing Satan stuff?" They, <laughs> because they uh, really focused it around. Um, I can't remember her name, but one of the Teen Titans, uh, the girl that does magicy shit. Uh, her father, I guess, is like Satan, and she's constantly trying to fight him uh, and. He's constantly trying to take her over to get his... I don't know. But that's what most of that movie turned out to be about. And I was like, damn, this is not what I thought this movie was going to be about. That's one of the things that I've liked a lot about that series is that they put the light and the focus on characters that don't normally get the light and the focus. Like, you think Justice League versus Teen Titans, it's going to be, okay, it's going to be Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and they've got some reason to fight the, you know, main Titans, and it's like... That's a part of it, sure, but the bulk of it is that Raven, I think that's her name, Raven's father is trying to come back, and one of the ways he's coming to our realm is by taking over the Justice League, and so then the Titans have to fight him to protect from Pentagram, Pentagram, devil, devil. <laughs> it's <just> like, shit, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but that's for another time. Yeah. Okay, uh... There you go. Next time on the roulette, the darkness times two. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe we just kind of—I mean, I don't really have much to rabbit trail. Do you? Uh, I wanted to just quick talk about the whole movie theater experience and what that's been like right now. Okay. Other than that, I've got that's that's pretty much all I've got. I, I go for it. Okay. I, I didn't really. I thought we'd just take a little more time with recently watched because we haven't done much lately. I know. Yeah. Well, and this won't take that long. I just, this, this past weekend for my birthday, wife wanted to, wife asked what, what do I want to do? And so I'm like, well, let's go out to eat a nice meal. And then, and, uh, okay. Um, so we went out to eat and then we went to watch the Goonies and I, I wanted to watch back to the future. But I'm like, the, the time just didn't work out. And I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Let's, I just, I want to be back in a movie theater. So Goonies it was. And I got to tell you, I've never been the hugest fan of Goonies, but that was a great time. We had a blast watching the movie. Other than, of course, obnoxious people in the theater. They're, they're still there. They're still there, folks. Um, just, no way. just, yeah, blah, 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 blah. bright phone, holding up the bright phones, like, I'm, I'm assuming that in their little 
peanut dinosaur brains, they were thinking, well, everybody's seen Goonies. It's an old movie, so who cares? We're, we're back in our living room again. Ha <laughs> ha. It's, and it's, these are only $5 tickets, so you have, you know, it's cheaper, so it just kind of like the dollar theater. Yep, brings in that dollar theater yep. crowd. But anyway, it was, regardless of that, it was great to see an old movie like that looking really, really good on the big screen, and we just, it was a good time. And it does help. I've seen that movie enough to where, even though there were talkers in the movie, I, I've seen it a lot, and it's not like, it's not like I'm watching Temple of Doom where it's like, everybody better shut up. Uh, yeah. So. Good luck with that, though. Yeah. Every, every repertory screening I've ever been in, I'm, I've always got that one guy who's gonna, I'm gonna impress everybody by showing them how I can quote every single line of the movie at the same time as them. And they do it. They just, they just talk through the whole movie and try to do a little voice and they do 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 and they're saying every little, little line and I'm like, why are your friends not murdering you right now? Yeah. And that's oh, what, that's it, what this it, was. They, they because was... you're sitting by strangers because you don't have friends. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, it was, uh, and another thing is, it, when I got there, I'm like, now, do I have to sit through 25 minutes of repertory screening trailers? So I asked the, the ticket terror, I'm like, so what's the deal with the, you know, with the trailers? Are we going to be inundated with tons of trailers? And, uh, the, he was some guy and he was like, oh no, he's like, actually, you know, he's like, the whole thing is to get customers in and out of here. We, you know, we don't want you here longer than you have to be here because of what's going on. So they said, there's only two, maybe, th- no, actually, there was only two trailers, but like two trailers and a Coke, Coke products commercial, and it's ready to go. So about five minutes, and the movie starts, and that is, I'm like, oh, this is this is so nice that we literally sat down. The movie immediately, or the commercials immediately started, and five minutes later, we're watching the Goonies. Nice, but uh, yeah, it was fun. I, we had a good time, and that what's cool is that it shows what else is coming out in the future uh, weeks. You know the next month or so. And so this week, uh, playing this weekend is Iron Man and Raiders of the Lost Ark, Beauty and the Beast, which is the, the newer one, the live action remake, Grown Ups. Why? Uh, the Goonies is still on. Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, Jurassic World, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, Karate Kid, Lego Movie, and A Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm like, I might have to get to the movie theater for a nightmare on Elm Street, a horror movie that I have never seen in the movie theater. So, so anyway, I think this is cool that they're doing, they're doing this. Yeah, do something to get some fl- money flowing in there for fuck's sake. Yeah. Whatever you gotta do. And there was a nice amount of people there. I mean, it's not, not like it was overflowing or anything, but those private rentals, cause they're, they've, they're doing private rentals now, $99 a theater, 20 people max. You know, you do the math and that's five bucks a person. If you get 20 people, 20 of your friends to go watch a movie, then you pick, here's the list of movies that you can pick from. And well, think about it. You could make a, a, a Facebook group invite and just invite everybody. And they're, you know, they're all going to be in your friends list. You yeah. Know? Anybody, anybody want to go see a movie for five bucks? We need 20 people. Yeah. Then, mine. then you can pick your, uh, Venmo me the money and then I'll go rent the theater and. There we go. But it's cool that you can pick your, like, you have a choice of up to, I think, 10 movies. And they're, they're ever changing. And it's cool. They, they have enough blockbusters from the 80s on that you can, you're always going to be able to find something cool on there. Do you think that the studios are working with the theater chains uh, to be like, cause before you had, and this is getting insider baseball, I guess, but, uh, before you had, when you book a repertory screening, you have to book it and pay for it. Oh yeah. Do you think now they're they're like giving them a list and saying, 
You don't have to pay for everyone. Just if it happens that somebody wants to pay to see this, then we'll pay. You, you know, I, that I mean, because I know how much these movies cost uh, per per screening or per per whatever per per day or whatever. And I mean, they, I don't know if they just if if Cinemark's got money to burn or if the studios are letting them have these movies for a big discount to try to get people back into the theater. Because uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, we showed that at the Nightlight. And that was 400 If I remember correctly, I think that was $400. I think. It's been a little yeah. while. And it, it ranges from two to $400. Um, and they're only open Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So they're only open three days a week. And so like Nightmare on Elm Street, for example, that's on two showings a day. That's, so that's six showings this coming weekend. Um, and they're, they only sell a certain amount of, I mean, like five bucks a, t- a ticket. Like that's going to be hard to recoup. If it is $400, it's going to be hard to recoup that unless, you know, they're $5. But that's pop- what I mean. Unless they're saying, yeah, but I'm talking, um, like the rental process. Like they just wait for somebody to come along and then if they rent it, then they book it and yeah. then they pay the studio. Yeah. I don't know. It's. That'd be the right thing to do, damn it. Yeah. But man, some of the movies that are coming out, John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, I know. Nightmare on Elm, the original, or I mean, the original uh, Friday the 13th, Gremlins, Pulp Fiction. Uh, man, it's good movies. Like, these are movies that I'd like to see on the big screen. So, anyway. Yeah, but that crowd, they're a bunch oh, of I know, I know. And it's like The Thing, I would love to watch The Thing. On the big screen, but I'm like, I just, I love that movie so much, it's going to be ruined. It's going to be ruined. Mm-hmm. I think, other than the movies that we ordered for the Nightlight, I think the uh, last repertory screening I had was Raiders of the Lost Ark down in Columbus. And oh, I really? It was, it, it said IMAX, and so I was like, I, we're going to see Raiders in IMAX. And, uh... And you had a bad experience. Well, granted, I'd already seen it on the big screen at Tinseltown. The big screen at Tinseltown. So, and but that was many years ago at a midnight screening. Uh, you know, so you didn't get out of there till 2 o'clock in the morning at least. And But I was like, IMAX, oh shit, we gotta do this. We got friends in Columbus anyway. We'll go down, we'll spend the night, you know, it'll be fun. Uh, do we want to go to the 11 o'clock one? Like, eh, we're still kind of eating breakfast. Let's just go to the 3 o'clock one. Okay, so we go in there, and it's the... Eat IMAX, where you can sit and eat. Uh huh. Yeah, that's not a big. It's not a big screen. It's it's smaller than Tinseltown. It's just a regular, like the small room at Tinseltown. That's what it's like. I was like, uh, and of course, the guy in front of us brought his seven-year-old. Yep, I this I remember. Daddy, who's going? Who's the bad guys? Why are those bad guys? What's happening to Indy? Is he gonna get killed? The entire movie. And, and the guy was just kind of ignoring me. It was just like, yeah. Like, dude, tell your kid to shut up. Uh, anyway. Uh, here's a story I could say something about. Tron 3 is... They seem to be pushing forward on Tron 3 pretty hard. they now got a director. It's not going to be Joseph Kaczynski, unfortunately. Nice. It's going to be Gareth Davis. Or Garth Davis. And he directed Mary Magdalene, and he directed Lion, which were was up for Best Picture. And it's going to be starring Jared Leto. He mm. said, uh, Jared said, I'm very excited and proud to confirm that, yes, I will be starring in Tron. 
I'm struck with such gratitude for the opportunity to bring this movie to life, especially as both the original video game and the film affected me so deeply as a child. The fact that I get to be a part of this new chapter is mind-blowing. We will work as hard as we possibly can to create something that I hope you will all love. We have some very special ideas in store for all of you. See you in the grid. And they think it's going to be called Tron Ares. So I wish Kaczynski would be back because I've seen Tron Legacy. I have faith in that man. That guy has not made a bad film yet, in my opinion. I have liked every single one of his movies. But Garth Davis made a movie that was up for an Oscar, and it wasn't a comedy or a drama or a Marvel movie or something. It was Lion, which was pretty serious drama, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I haven't seen it, but I was like, damn. Apparently he aggressively pursued the job and was able to win over the executives. Uh, all right, let's let's see what you got. I know a lot of people are like, yay, well, all the internets, Tron 3, boo, Jared Leto. I'm like, guys, a great actor, man, for crying out loud. I don't know if he's going to be the good guy or bad guy or what. I don't know where the hell you go after Legacy. But I didn't know where the hell you go after the first one. Uh, so, whatever. I'm here for it. Same here. That's great news. Yeah. Actually, now that I, I'm looking here on about Lion from 2016, a five-year-old Indian boy is adopted by an Australian couple. After getting lost hundreds of kilometers from home, 25 years later, he sets out to find his lost family. I have not seen that movie, but it's a drama. Oh, I thought I thought you did. Uh, I, I, I thought I'd seen it, but no. I, um, okay. So cool. No, that's that's good news to me. Do you think that uh I, I wonder it just I feel like at any given moment tenant could just all of a sudden plop out onto screens. I don't know, they're really concerned because um it's been a topic of discussion over the last couple of, y- of years with these ballooning budgets with like Avengers Endgame and Chris Nolan kind of gets a blank check with his sci-fi ideas, which is fantastic, but then you've got these movies that are $300 million, and the only way to recoup your budget is... We saw it with uh, Batman v Superman. The movie made $800 million, and they called it a failure, because it's got to make a billion and a half to Mm -hmm. make up for marketing and everything. I personally think that they should ditch this, this crazy marketing budget that they keep doing. It's just, I, I just don't see where all that money goes. I know that they got to get kids involved and to nag their parents and stuff. But, dude, everybody's got YouTube. You drop a damn trailer on YouTube, everybody sees it the next day. I don't understand why we got to pay McDonald's $20 million so that we can get Batman on a cup. Mm-hmm. I know that they've got all their marketing ways, but that's that's ancient 80s shit. And it's not that world anymore. I just don't see... I, I, well, we got to put it on uh, the billboard or nobody will know about a new Batman movie coming out. Bull fucking shit. People go to Comic-Con. People, you know, well, used to. But that's how we all find out about the stuff. It, it, we found I find out about it through the internet. Yeah. It's not because you put it on the side of uh, Henry Cavill's face on the side of a bus. Somebody was like, oh. No, now I have to see like, it. Now I should go see the Superman movie. <laughs> that's I, I just don't believe that that's how it still works. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but everybody's going to have to, all these executives and marketing people are going to have to learn how to change because we're not doing shit the same anymore. No. And it's going to be a bunch of slashed budgets, in my opinion. That's going to be the start of it. And so we're, you know, we're right at the cusp of, well, we still got to make our shit back on these last few that we spent that amount of money on. And, and so I don't, 
uh, they might just hold it, hold them off till next year. I just, I know that there's like Tron three, for example. I, I wonder what the budget of that thing is going to be. I, I, I wonder, are we, are we done for a while with a, the two hundred million dollar budgets, or we're going to try to keep it under a hundred million? I think so, and but I think that with Tron, in my mind anyway, I know it appears to be super duper effects heavy, but I kind of feel like you could get away with a hundred million dollars, which now is not that as big a deal anymore. Uh, because most of it, it's all going to be on green screen. Yeah. I mean, I know you got to create that world, but the world of the grid is mostly blank. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you got some digital backgrounds and shit, but I just watched this movie called, um, Double World and holy balls, did this thing have special effects? And I don't think it cost $300 million to make, did it? I mean, we would have heard about it if it, yeah. uh, from other sources, uh, other than just it plopping on Netflix one day, right? Yeah. I, I mean... There were other movies like, uh, was it The Great Wall or something that cost an ass load of money with Matt Damon? Oh, yeah, which uh, I, I've never even seen that. You said that the, the accent was, nah. I don't, whatever. The movie was okay, but uh, just, it was odd. Uh, but but there were a couple of other movies that we've heard about from China where, like, this is the most expensive movie ever made in China. I didn't hear a whisper of anything like that about Double World. And damn, <laughs> did they do a lot. So... I kind of feel like comparing that to Tron where it's mostly blank or you got some cityscapes or something and you got to do some costuming. I, I just, I don't see that as being a $300 million. Yeah. I mean, obviously you could make it a $300 million movie, but I just think that you could get away with less. Lucky for me, I am a horror guy and horror movies for the most part don't cost much money. Yeah. So, and they'll let any damn fool make them. Yeah. So I'm I'm all for that, uh, but I, you know, I still I still want my Fast and Furious movies and my my huge summer movies. I I hope that they're not done for good, uh, even if after this this summer here, these movies that are going to pop up next summer, or whatever. Hope that you know in the years to come, we're not going to see the end of those. I don't think they're done for good, but they might take a break for a while. And I actually think. If that's the case, and I know that they're going to come back, I think that's actually very good for the industry because that makes people be more creative with their scripts and their budgets and, and what they do. And for fuck's sake, fuck the marketing. <laughs> Does the people that are interested in this shit find it on YouTube in a minute? It, it, it Yeah. Or I just don't see that. I don't know. It, it's just old school thinking, in my opinion. Yeah, especially even like, you know, on social media. And forums and whatnot, that's almost free publicity, isn't it? I mean, you can... Yeah, that doesn't cost anything. Yeah. Maybe you have to pay a, pay some guy to do it, but what are you paying him? A hundred K? As opposed to the hundred and fifty million you're spending on billboards? I know, it's a... They're like, you don't understand. It's a, we gotta bombard the populace with a level of consciousness so everybody feels like they have to go see it. Like, dude, the people that want to see this movie are going to see it. The other half of the people are these assholes I'm sitting next to in theaters that just walk up and go, what's starting now? Yes. One, please. Yeah, those are the ones that... Anyway. Yep. I'm with you on there. Uh, recently watched. We need to get... Uh, did I tease anything? I need to talk about it. Did I talk about The Hunt? No, you did not. I, I still cannot believe the movie is only an hour and 11 minutes long. It's an hour and 11 minutes long. I know, because... When it thin, and it thins, uh, after she says that line, thin, the end. I was like, oh, okay, and I backed out, and it said 100, or uh, an hour and 11 minutes. 
So, wow. Okie dokie. But that's what that movie does. It gets in, gets out. And there was a lot of controversy around this movie. Do you recall, did they... Because they pulled the release date. I want This is what I remember. They, they was getting a bunch of controversy because supposedly it was a bunch of liberals who take a bunch of conservatives out in the country and go hunt them. And people freaked out, and they pulled the release date of the movie and maybe made some editing changes? I don't Did know about edit editing. The movie? I don't know about editing, but they, they bumped it a couple months. Okay. Uh, because if this was the one that was originally... I mean, it wasn't edited. This was the one that was released. You gotta be some real pussy snowflake type people to be upset about the stuff in this movie. As far as politic, excuse me, as far as politically. Like, what? They make fun of Republicans and they make fun of or, uh, conservatives and they make fun of liberals and in the end the the conservatives kinda win. Yeah. Kinda. It was, so, a, it was the conservatives that were pissed off about it. It was... It was they, what are you pissed off about? I mean, you got... Liberals doing liberally things, but they look like assholes. Yeah, and yeah, you got conservatives in there that look like assholes too. You're, you're bo- all the extremists on both sides. You both look like assholes. What's the problem? I, yeah, I oh, I agree. I thought it was a great movie. Did you like it? I mean, did you? Oh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Gory, fast paced, and oh, hour and eleven minutes <laughs> does not stick around. And actors that I thought, oh, cool, he's in this. He'll be around. For- he's dead. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, Hillary, oh, I thought Hillary. I actually did not know that was Hillary Swank at first. She's looking good. Like she's. I'm like that was that's Hillary Swank. What? Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, I. Some of the premise in the third act got a little mm. bit weak. I did really enjoy the our main. That main chick. Yeah, she was, she was just cool. A bad bitch, man. I loved her. I loved her. And I love that she just didn't. No, nah, I don't really have to explain myself to you. It, just fuck off. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, that's good. I'm that's great. I love it. Uh, she was awesome. I like. I I, I need to go look up that actress and see if what track down anything else she's done. She did a fantastic job. Um, but I loved that character because I thought that was a different way to write a character, and that's something that as a, somebody who dabbles in writing occasionally. I'm always looking for a different way to write a character. And I tried to do that in every one of my stories. You've seen it in that uh, anthology. Remember? Uh-huh. The, oh, the yes, our the, last one, yeah. Our last one. That's one of my favorite things I've ever written in my life. That is such a bonkers, weird thing <laughs> that we concocted in our brain matter. <laughs> yeah, but that one character is one of my favorite things I've ever written in my life. And I uh, make it a point to do that moving forward in every story that I write. Have one character that you just go completely off script so that anybody that's reading it, you get sucked in. Cause you're like, I just got to see where the hell this is going. And that was this character for me in this story, the way that she was written. I loved it. Thank you for your service. Bam. Oh, it was good. Uh-huh. good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Between that and underwater and Gretel and Hansel, there was, there was a handful of really good early 2020 horror movies. And even invisible man for, you know, I didn't like that as much, but there was a, I, these are legit good movies that were popping out in January, February. Yeah, I still need to see that and Gretel and Hansel. But there, there again, you see where, oh damn it, not A twenty four, but also A twenty four, A twenty four, and uh, uh, Blumhouse. They're making people get creative with their budgets, and their uh-huh. budgets are four million dollars and shit. You know what I mean? Like they're low. Yeah. So uh, I don't want to get carried away on the budget rant again, but. 
it, it, that's why it could be a good thing if you bring back that mid-tier budget movie of 30 to 60 million dollars you're going to force creativity and that it always forces creativity yeah. when you're restricted i'm not saying that restriction is necessarily good but when you see it untethered you get justice league yeah yep yeah you do exactly there you go that's it that's the review <laughs> uh, okay anything else uh, go ahead. Let's okay. go one to one. Um, in Search of Darkness, a journey into 80s iconic horror. This popped up on Shudder, and uh, I was like, 4.5 hours long. I'm like, oh, man. But it's a documentary. Is it so sh- Eugene is like, why is it so short? Oh, it's like, hey, oh, it's a documentary about 80s horror movies. I'm like, I am all about this. Doug Bradley... Tom Atkins, uh, uh, John Carpenter is in this. Jeffrey Combs, Barbara Crampton, Sean Cunningham, Joe Dante, Mick All Garris. the final girls. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, Heather Lanningkamp is in this. Um, yeah, that's the name I was looking for. Um, so here's my... It was okay. It was okay. Do you remember... I'm not even sure what channel it was on. Maybe you've never seen it, but uh, the I Love the 80s show... Or series where it was like just 1984, and it was like a half hour long, and it's just bam, 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 bam. Like, yeah, oh, I remember that. It was like this show to where they would like spend like a minute on different things. Cindy Lauper, yeah, wasn't she great? And then they would have some random kind of sort of funny person on there making making jokes or whatever, and then they'd go on to the next thing, the next thing. Well, that's what this was. Where it, it, it's when it starts, they start at 1980. And John Carpenter is on there and he talks a little bit. And this was, this was crowdfunded, by the way. And he talks a little bit and then Tom Atkins talks a little bit and then they talk a little bit about the fog. Um, and by a little bit, I mean three minutes. And now we're done with the fog. Now we're moving on. And that's the whole documentary is four and a half hours of three minutes per movie. Like and then sound bites per movie. Yes. And then every now and then, they would break it up to be like holiday horrors. And they would talk three minutes about holiday horrors and scores for movies and the MPAA and final guys in movies and blah, blah, and, which is cool. But I'm like, I've watched like every single movie that they talked about. I've seen, and you've actually, you've probably seen every one of them too. And here's what it felt like as it went on. I'm like, you know what? They, they were able to get this, much talent to talk on screen about these movies. Like the act like John Carpenter, Joe Dante, whatever. So so whenever it was a year that one of their movies came out, we're gonna talk about one of their movies. And I'm like, there's so many I mean the golden age of the slasher movie, 80s. Like there was so many horror movies coming out, but I'm like, it's another John Carpenter movie because he got John Carpenter on camera for a couple hours. So you're gonna you're of course gonna talk about Christine and the thing and Halloween and whatever, like, it's like, of course you're going to talk about all of those because he's on camera talking and same with Tom Atkins and same with Joe Dante and whatever and, uh, Larry Cohen. Like, really? We're talking about It's Alive Part 3 or whatever it was or Cue the Winged Serpent and the, the stuff. I get it. That was legit. Everybody is going to have a different opinion about different movies, but it just towards the end, I felt like, you're just talking about these certain movies because you got the talent on camera to talk. Like, 
there's better movies that you could have been talking about, but you either have some vloggy one of us types. Of- it's kind of like that that old uh, when uh, they first started doing behind the scenes stuff on DVDs as extras, and it was all just like junket press. Yes, and a couple of scenes be like of them on set, and it was never anything truly interesting. Then for a yeah. while, it got really good, uh, but then they. Now, do you ever watch behind a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff anymore, unless do. it's a new Arrow or something? Yeah, unless it would be, yeah, Screen Factory, Arrow, some of those. But all of those movies are on Blu-ray, and I own them all, and I've probably watched the special features that are way more interesting than a three-minute, yeah, the cast got along great, boy, I remember... It's like... That's another thing you can drop, Hollywood, is the press junkets. Nobody likes them. No. Nobody. Nobody watches them. Yeah. You know who watches them? Other media type people. Yeah. It, it, no, not any of the fans. I, I hate those things. Every yeah. time I see them, I just like, nope. Unless it is like, you're not going to believe what he's about to say. Or, you know, somebody loses their mind and uh, reveals too much. Then maybe I'll watch it. But for the most part, no, they suck. So we can cut that out. And actors will be happy that we cut that out, too. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know what you would think of this thing. I mean, you... It it made me want to watch a couple of the movies. Like, oh, I should rewatch that one. But otherwise, it's four and a half hours of here's the handful of people that you got to talk. And every now and then there was that one particular guy. And he's probably on some podcast or some show. And just he was the funny one. He was trying to be the funny one. And no, didn't like him at all. <laughs> It's you or me. He's probably on some podcast that just bears yeah. their friends band, shit like that. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> he's trying to be funny. He thinks he's funny because he makes dick and fart jokes. But I should have known that it was going to be like, I, I should have known when they brought, when they breezed over the fog in three minutes, I'm like, what, what is this? And, but I'm like, it, it had just enough. Cause I love the eighties. It had just enough. To just keep me watching for 4.5 hours. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, you done with that? Yep. Okay, I wanna, uh, I'm going to do a double header real quick here, and then I'll kick it back to you, and you can do whatever you want, and we'll wrap up. Okay. But I desperately want to talk... We're probably going to go a little long today, but I desperately wanted to talk about these. Uh, first up is Some Kind of Hero from 1982. Have you ever heard of this movie? Never heard of it. Starring Richard Pryor, Margot Kidder, Ronnie Cox. Uh, I basically, any movie that has Richard Pryor in it, I'm going to try and own it on VHS or at least watch it. Um, a Vietnam vet returns home from a prisoner of war camp and is greeted as a hero, but is quickly forgotten and soon discovers how tough survival is in his own country. Directed by Michael Pressman, and I know that name, I'm not sure from what. Let me see here real quick. Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Okay, I don't know him. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I, anything starring Richard Pryor I'm going to check out. I'd never heard of this one. I think it popped up on Amazon Prime. And it says comedy, crime, drama. There's barely any comedy here. I mean, it's kind of trying to be comedy, and it's it's uh, Richard Pryor is, I mean, he's just going to be funny. And, and anything he does, his mannerisms, his little responses, it's going to be funny, but it's not like a normal Richard Pryor movie where you're laughing your ass off. You're, it's just sort of like chuckling because, I mean, for the first uh, almost half of the movie, he's imprisoned as a POW in Vietnam. I mean, for like five years. Everybody thinks he's dead. And then he comes back and 
it almost gets a little bit depressing. He's trying to make light of the situation. He's laughing at stuff, but there's also times where he's crying. Like his wife thought he was dead, so she found somebody else, and they lost the family business because they made bad decisions while he was gone, and he can't get a loan for nothing to even try and start anything, And but everybody thinks he's a hero because of these other things that he did. Uh, Margot Kidder is a hooker in it, which was interesting. I just know her from Lois Lane and Superman. Yeah. But seeing her be all flirty and dressing scantily, I was like, yeah, nice, nice, okay, cool. I see a different side of your acting ability. I, I, I dug that. Uh, as a whole, the movie, I, I'm glad that I watched it, and I would like to point some people to it. Like, I'm curious what Steven would think of it. I don't think you'd like it. Uh, but it's it it's a curiosity, and I, I'm always fascinated with those certain films that are just, this is just different. It's odd. Um, there are some laughs, but there's a lot of heart to a lot of it, and there's a lot that it says about, you know, Vietnam vets returning home. He actually was celebrated when he returned home, where for half of that section, I was like, is he dreaming? Is this a dream he's having? Like yeah. a sweat dream? But it it wasn't. Spoiler, I guess. They were really celebrating him as a wow. hero. Uh, which is great, it's the way it should have been. I recommend it as a watch, but it's probably a one and done. Here's the dog. Now what? Okay, go be quiet, please. You guys can go play outside if you want. It, it's probably a one and done, but I'm glad that I watched it. And if I would see the VHS, I'd probably pick it up, just because I like having those Richard Pryor's 80s movies on VHS. I don't know why, I just keep coming across new ones I haven't seen, so I keep grabbing them. But, uh, yeah, this popped up on Amazon Prime. Okay, lastly, Umbrella Academy Season 2. Damn it, I wanted to have this pulled up. I got distracted. You did not watch Umbrella Academy, right? No, I did not. Okay. Eventually, you might want to. Mm-mm-mm-mm. A family of former child heroes now grown apart must reunite to continue to protect the family. And the first season... I'd have to look up to see how many episodes there are, but the first season ended on a cliffhanger. Uh, and then the uh, second season starts off with like a, there's a grand total of 20 episodes. So this is a Netflix thing where they just do 10 episodes a season, you know, which is great. They're not, it's not excessively long. Yeah. Uh, I'm not pushing it on you now because you just got done with Watchmen, but uh, at some time down the road, maybe if they announce a season three, you might want to, you might want to, take a swing on this. It's not Watchmen good, but that's HBO. But comparatively for Netflix, this show is really good. And I would never have recommended the first season to you because of the way that it ends. I was pissed. I was like, dude, this whole time we've been working towards this thing. And you get to episode 10 and then it's just like, well, we're almost there. Season over. Like, motherfucker, like, I hate that. (laughs) So uh, they kind of left it hanging. But with season two... It picks it up really well. It presents a whole new problem, which some people are saying they're just kind of redoing season one. I didn't quite feel that way. Uh, I mean, maybe a little bit. I see their point. But I was so entertained by the interesting premise that I just went with it. They kind of get cast back in time to, like, when JFK was president. And they all get separated because they all get dropped off at different years. They're at the same spot, but they're at, uh, like, location on Earth, but they're at different years. So it's interesting that they get there and some of their brothers and sisters have been there for, I've been here for three years. Where have you been, prick? You know, we all left at the same time. Uh, so they've, well, I've built a life. You know, I've been here for three freaking years. <laughs> uh, very, very interesting. Uh, Ellen Page is in this, Tom Hooper. 
Uh, it's got a great cast. There's one guy, Adian Gallagher, I believe is his name here. And he is such an interesting character. And he, how old, I got to see how old he is because he's, he's, when they were setting up this Umbrella Academy, it was like the 80s. So they were all the same age. And he's a teleporter. Well, then he started messing around with time travel a little bit. And accident, this is what the first season is about, accidentally trapped himself in the fu- in the post-apocalyptic future for, f- like, 40 or 50 years. So uh. he grew, grew up and became an old man and, and got became a part of this whole uh, time-traveling police community where they go and assassinate people. Like, really cool. Well, then he finally figured out that they're all evil, and the, what I have to do is go back to my time originally, now that I've had enough experience, you know, 50 years... Uh, so I need to go back to my time. Well, when he did that, he became his younger self again. But he had all the knowledge of all that 50 years of experience. So think about that performance. You have to get a very young actor who has to make it believable that he's portraying what is actually like a 60-year-old man. Hmm. And he does a phenomenal job. He's worth the entire show. This actor is so good. And I've seen a couple of people on my dork lists say, you need to get this guy to play Robin as soon as humanly possible to Batman. And they are not whistling Dixie. This guy is great, and he would be perfect. It's athletic. He's got, I mean, the dude's a fucking ninja. And he's got the look, man. He is so freaking good. Uh, I'm trying to see if he's been in any, uh, any other movies. Mostly just TV shows. I mean, Nickelodeon, for fuck's sake. But it's He's totally believable as, like, a 60-year-old man worth of intelligence. Just happens to be trapped in, like, a, I don't even know, 14-year-old's body. <laughs> uh, so, I really enjoyed Season 2. It My biggest frustration, again, with Season 1 was that it the way that it kind of left me hanging. It was like, ah, I want more. Come on, like, finish up. You didn't finish up your arc. Uh, go ahead. Do whatever you want for reviews. Uh, that's gonna be it for, for me. Uh, sometime you are gonna watch Umbrella Academy. You'll go through that show. And it, I mean, it's, uh, that's one that I'm like, I don't know if it would go wife-friendly. One of the, yeah, I don't don't know. (laughs) But it's pretty sweet. It's got moments of extreme goriness here and there that are sweet. Uh, it's got, uh, oh, the one dude's just kind of a, hippie drug using bisexual lunatic because that's the only way that he his power is that he's uh can talk to the dead and so the only way that he can suppress it and get them to leave him alone is he does lots of drugs and alcohol oh nice very 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 funny character (laughs) uh okay back to you um so I finished up, uh, because of the Watchmen TV show, I watched the uh, Watchmen director's cut and then Watchmen Tales of the Black Freighter. Uh, it, Man, I'll tell you, Watchmen is now 11 years old, and I, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to find anything that has aged at all. And it's probably because it's set in an alternate timeline, so it kind of works in that... Uh, much like much like the TV show Watchmen, where there is no cell phones, cell phones don't exist. Uh, I, I like that it's it's alternate Earth or whatever. But I love that movie so much. It we've talked about this. It's probably been a little while on the show, but 
Watchmen is one of my all-time favorite comic book movies ever. I don't want, I hesitate to say it's my favorite, but it is probably top three. It's, it's that good. Uh, I mean, three hours that just fly by. It, it's incredible. And then watching, I still like, I, I still like Black Freighter apart from the movie, not in the movie itself. I, I enjoy that 20, 25 minute animated thing on its own, but I like the movie the way it is, especially in director's cut form. And oh, it's so gloriously R-rated. I, I love when Rorschach is in prison and they're not putting me in here or whatever, whatever he said. How, how does he say it? Like, <laughs> I, I, you were the last 30 seconds you've been froze. Um, internet I, connection. I, I just hope one of your cats is dead from chewing on your internet cable. Oh. Uh, he says, I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. Yeah. You're, you're trapped in here with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so good. Everybody is so great in that movie. It, uh, real quick. Oh. You talked about, you like it being separated when I, we may have talked about this yes. before, but have you seen it with it put back in? You let me borrow your Blu-ray years and years ago. And I I, I I like that. I totally don't mind that anyone has that opinion. That's fine. Yeah. But, man, what what was the last time you watched that movie? The last time was uh, my wife went for a girl's night, and I had a guy's night, and I had a few guys over here, and we watched it. And some of the guys were getting bored, I think. Aw, really? Yeah. But... I mean, you you say that it's oh, like pushing three hours long, and and it's really good. Um, are you saying that maybe Zack Snyder can kind of shoot the hell out of something? Yep. Might wanna <laughs> might wanna leave his scenes in a movie then, huh? Maybe. 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 <laughs> maybe. Maybe not Warner Brothers, but maybe HBO Max, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <We'll> see. <laughs> uh. Yep. So anyway, there you go. It was just it was good to. That's how much I loved. Uh, the show is, I, I'm like, well, now I'm going to invest another 3.5 hours in the movie and the animated short, like, cause I give me more Watchmen stuff. Yeah. I have been thinking about maybe pulling that one back out again, but that's a commitment. I'm it is a commitment. I watched it over two nights and that's one of those where I, I get so tired at night anymore, like early, but that's one of those that's so good that I'm like, I, I have to force myself to stop it. Because I could keep right on rolling with this thing. It's that good. And then it's one thirty in the morning, and then you're yeah, paying then for gonna... it for three days. Yes, exactly. Yep. But uh, big, big, big thumbs up. And sometime I want you to watch A Company of Wolves. i got to have your opinion on that movie. That's the Neil Jordan, um, who he directed Sons of the Lambs. That's his dark fairy tale werewolf movie from the mid-80s. Huh. Angela Lansbury's in it. And I think Stephen Ray is in it. And I love that movie. It's just a weird David Lynchian type take on Little Red Riding Hood. And the Neil practical Jordan, effects did, are... So... Did he do uh, that other vampire movie? Interview with a vampire? Maybe. I hope I'm saying the right director. I think I am. We should just double check. Yeah, we'll look this up here real quick. And I, th- I mean, if it's the guy that I'm thinking of, he did, or was it the Crying Game? Ah, it's the Crying Game. Okay. Who did Interview? Um. He also did. Oh, wait. He did Interview. He did the Crying oh, Game. He did? He, he did Interview, and he did Byzantium. Because I knew that the guy that did Interview did Byzantium. Which that's and a movie you gotta fucking see. I know. I've gotta see that movie sometime. Uh, 
But yeah, a, a company of wolves is. We nailed it, dude. We were right. We were. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. Oh, and I, I saw. I'm like, oh, I still need Eric to watch this movie, but it's not, it's not streaming anywhere. I got the Blu-ray. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, if you I, hold on one second, might be able to I, see if I can man, I'd like conjure it up thing. here. Maybe that's what we should do for uh, the next week after this. We'll do the Company of Wolves up against Byzantium. Oh, is Byzantium anywhere? Oh, I'm sure sweet baby Jesus will find a way to oh, get it Oh, yes, he hands. always comes through. Yep, yep. <laughs> that used to be on, I know that used to be on either Netflix or Amazon Prime. Uh, I think I watched it on Netflix, because I didn't rent it or anything. Or maybe I got it from the library. Library. So that was pretty good, huh? I really liked that movie. Now, I haven't seen it in a while. I don't remember a ton of it, but come there on. Is. Come on, sweet baby Jesus, you can do it. Hour and 58 minutes, Neil Jordan, and Insatiable Lust for Blood threatens to expose a dark family secret. It's uh, Saoirse Ronan is in it. It's a vampire movie through and through, but it's it's more like, it's kind of similar to Interview, where it, it's just, it's paced a certain way. It's not like Dracula 2000 with people flying all over the place and crazy yeah. action, you know? Let's see here. It's not even on Voodoo. I really liked that movie. I, I haven't come across it on Blu-ray, though. And I, I should watch it again before I get too crazy about loving it. Uh, what is this called? Oh, there we go. Watch watch with IFC Films Unlimited. Start your seven-day free trial. Well, there you uh, go. <laughs> In the Company of Wolves? Uh, a, yeah, A Company of Wolves. Oh, it, well, which is it? I, I believe it's A Company of Wolves. Or, I'm sorry, The Company of Wolves. There it is. It's on Amazon Prime, but not... No, it's not on Prime, it, but you can rent it there. Damn, that movie is good. Oh, it's cool. I love the practical effects. Like, And this is right around the time of The Howling and American Werewolf in London. So it's, it, it's almost like this is the third one in that really graphic practical effects type of werewolf transformation. 1984? That's the one. I don't know what you're. I, I don't seriously. I would have no idea where your where you would fall on that movie because it is weird. Yeah, I got it. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, check it out sometime. Yeah, it's, well, it, why don't we schedule that for the next week? I mean, you can find Byzantium in a week, can't you? I think so. We'll schedule that for the next roulette. Okay. So now, so not this coming one, but the next. We'll. No, no, we're gonna watch. Uh, this is the darkness. Yes, Let, yes. And then the next week, that'll be our picks. Byzantium and uh, cool. the company. Cool. Ah, Neil. Neil Jordan. Yeah, it's cool. A, it's a Neil Jordan wobbly H. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, coming soon. Um, I guess I'm up first. Oh, oh, I got some, uh, I got some coming soon. The VHS bug has bit me. And did I find a stack of gold? At the while the kid was at the dentist, Tiger Warsaw, American Commandos, Blind Vision, an erotic thriller, Accidents, My Stepmother's an Alien, Tai Pan, Savage Good Dawn, Lord. Betrayed. <laughs> does that sound like some eighties cheese goodness or what? Yes, it does. Well, that's what I've got coming soon. <laughs> what about you? Oh, for me, um. 
Ah, uh, let's see here. Um, Bloodstone, Arrow. Yeah, it's supposed to be an Indiana Jones type knockoff. No, it's probably not. It's good. probably not. In fact, I'm going to go out and let and say it's absolutely not. Um, <laughs> um, Lost Boys. I've been really wanting to rewatch it. Here's my my fear is that I'm going to start rewatching some of my favorite movies, and then they're just going to start popping up on Cinemarks. Yeah. I would love to watch Lost Boys on the big screen, but Lost Boys is due for a rewatch. Um, um, Dolls, the Stuart Gordon movie. I I'm, I can tell I'm, I'm in an 80s, probably because of that mediocre four-and-a-half-hour thing I watched, but some of these movies, like From Beyond, I want to watch From Beyond, Reanimator... <laughs> Hellraiser. <laughs> Should I just start replaying the first couple episodes of the show and we'll just, I know, I'll I know. just repost that. It'll be episode one, but it's actually episode 309. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what new stuff would I, um, oh, there, there is one my wife got for me for my birthday. The, uh, it's a criterion. The, the quiet, 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 Documentary. Is that some? It's it's three movies. The quiet. Yeah, the Kayakwatsi, the Piaquatsi, and the something else. Uh yeah. There you go. Yeah, you yeah, got it. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm I'm but, aware of those. I think I have one of them. I believe that it is kind of like Baraka, maybe. Right. That's what it's. That's what I've understood. Okay. So I'm gonna watch those, and also a movie called The Quest. You ever hear of a movie called The Quest on VHS? I can. I can picture the cover. It's got a kid, and he's holding up like a maybe a torch or something, and it's like a painting, and he's climbing through a jungle or something, right? It's or are a, we talking about a gun the other quest? There's another one. Yeah, this one he's here, got like a gun and a backpack. That's the one. Okay, that is heading my way on Blu-ray. <laughs> I've never seen think, it. Don't care. Yeah, I, I don't think I've seen it either. Let's see if I can bring this up. Not the, not the Jean Claude Van Damme movie, right? No, uh, uh-uh. no, because that is. Awful. I've never watched that. Oh one. my god, is that bad? This is 1986. Yes, that's the one. Let me see here. Ah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, the, yeah he's walking that just, through water and he's got a gun. That looks cool. Yeah. It looks like a sure win. Henry Thomas. So, you got that going for you. <laughs> uh, who? Who's he? Oh, the kid from ET. Oh, that's him. Savage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't didn't you just review a movie with him in it the other day? Oh, or the, I think so. The show? Well, probably. <laughs> my 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 mind's distracted. I just found out that Kamala Harris is Biden's running mate. So I'm I'm like yes. Oh, that's good. Fuck you. Troy. I'm being serious. I'm I'm being serious. I, I yeah no I I, think, I, I like her. think that's a great choice. I think she would make a great vice president. Like she'd make a great president. Yeah yeah she probably could have got my vote. Hey, if you vote for her, he's yeah. old. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're both old. <laughs> now, Kamala Harris isn't that old, is she? He is was she in Gerald's is. Game, bro. Henry Kamala Thomas Harris was is in Gerald's Game? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. No, uh, Henry Thomas was in Gerald's Game. He was in Ouija or Origin of Evil, which I think you liked. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. He was in Gerald's Game? That's what it says here. He was Tom. I mean, that had to have been a very, very bit part well, in like Gerald's two people. Game. Maybe he was the... I was going to say, like... He's the creepy guy wandering he's around. He's the tall, creepy guy in the sure, corner. Sure, Henry yeah. Thomas, you can be in our movie, but well, you got to put this uh, 
we're gonna blur out your face and make you wear a yeah. shawl. Is that is he? Um, he's in. He's Jack Torrance in. Uh, Doctor. That Sleep? there you go. Yep, I think okay. so. Okay, all right. Wait a minute. One, one. Well, why am I not seeing him listed as that though? We are so so up on our. Oh, movie we're tr- just brilliant. Oh yeah, yeah. Here, yeah. yeah. Okay, Doctor Sleep, the bartender. Yep, there he is. Oh, by the way, before I forget, this then, now this takes me to uh, another the haunting uh, of Hill House. TV another series? special edition. Yeah, he was the dad in that. Um, Arrow just announced that uh, coming soon to Blu-ray, which you already have the Blu-ray, but this is an Arrow version, so all sorts of special features, probably new transfer. The Last Starfighter is coming from Arrow. I got it for a book. I I know, I I saw that Arrow announcement, and uh, the cover is just gorgeous, but there's... Oh, it's awesome, awesome. I got it for a dollar, I'm good. Yeah. Brand Uh, new. I think it's pretty cool, though, that, uh, I mean, that's like a sci-fi kid's... You know, 80s, they don't usually do stuff like that. So I, I thought it was kind of cool that they were doing a special edition of that thing. Well, there, there's only so many 80s slashers. I know. I, I, You're going to run out me. eventually. you got to do yeah. something. Trust me, Bloodstone. I mean, <laughs> oh. It stars no one. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, yep. Uh, other than that, I've been watching a shitload of Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, because... Roku or um, Pluto TV has a Star Trek channel and just I, I think they have like season one on there and then it runs on a loop for like two weeks and then they run all the movies and I mean all the movies. I, I haven't seen any uh, Star Trek original stuff. I've just seen Next Generation and on, but I mean Star Trek Beyond was on there the other day for crying out loud. Oh, cool. Uh, and then I think, you know, they do that for a couple of weeks and then they go, okay, here's another season of Star Trek Next Generation. And I keep getting trapped because uh, I'm looking for this other show and oh, it's not running right now. Well, let's see what's on Star Trek channel. That was my whole day. That's all I did today. Oh, really? Just, oh, just Star Trek, just binging the shit out of it. Like, oh, this shit is so good. Oh, it's so good. That's how I knew it was number one, not number two. Yeah. I've been watching it a lot lately. Number two. Uh. <laughs> all right. Anything else you want to add for this episode? We're going to wrap it up. Yep, I'm good. I think that should take care of it. All that right. Take oh. care of it. That's a doctor visit. That doctor visit was, is what this show kind of is. That should, <laughs> that should take, take. <laughs> yep. of it. Yep, there we go. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> All right, see you next time. All right, bye. bye. for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.